let's stand as we sing together in our opening hymn. I know this is one we, we learnt a couple of years ago, and it's a beautiful hymn, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And so let's stand as we worship together. once again draw near to the throne of grace and praise. So let's pray. 
Almighty Triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, oh, we bless and praise your holy name. For you are our rock and our redeemer. For there is none like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. You have become for us our salvation, our strength and our song. And so we bow our hearts before you in wonder and in adoration. O Lord, be exalted above the heavens and fill our hearts, our homes. And Lord, especially this morning, would you fill this very sanctuary with your glory. And as we enter the chambers of your love, mercy, and grace, Lord, we do praise you for this place where we can hide ourselves in the wounds of Christ. For there we find cleansing, forgiveness, healing, and deliverance. Lord, only there can we know our sins washed away. Power through his precious blood, victory in his finished work, and refreshing and renewal in the Holy Spirit. And Lord, in this place we also find joy and rest in your reviving presence. Lord, according to your promise, therefore forgive us, wash us clean, fill us with your Spirit, empower us, and make all things new. Oh, how we thank you for every blessing. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for our fellowship. We thank you for its mission. But Lord, oh, how we thank you for our Saviour, for your compassionate presence. And Lord, for this time together, you come into our midst and you bring that life-giving word. And so, Lord, continue to speak to us. And Lord, may you be glorified through us as we do offer these prayers in Jesus' precious name. And Lord, we now join our hearts as we share in the Lord's Prayer, praying together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, this morning our reading comes from Second Chronicles there in chapter 20. And we read from verse 18 to 31. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. 
Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked towards the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the Valley of Baraka to this day. Then, led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lyres and trumpets. The fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. Amen. And may the Lord bless us the reading of his precious word. Well, I would like us to return to Second Chronicles there in chapter, in chapter 20. And as we consider this morning, we notice that we have a problem. There's a problem. In our Bible reading, we notice that Judah was being invaded by a confederacy of nations. They were hopelessly outnumbered, and there seemed to be no human solution to the problem. It was out of their control. A problem had come, and here they were now dismayed and terrified. It was as if everything was against them. Everything seemed to be down upon them to kill them. And so here's Judah. They were at their absolute weakest. And notice, they said, we have no might against this great company. Judah was at their wit's end. They had come to an end of themselves. It was as if, Lord... (laughs) What more can we do? What more can we say? What more can we pray? But notice, yes, there was a problem, but now comes a plan. Jehoshaphat, we're told, sought the Lord. He set himself to seek the Lord. And he also gathered all the people to fast He proclaimed a fast. 
And he encouraged the people, pray, pray, pray. This is time to seek the Lord. And so he prayed. And you know, when I read that um, over the week, and even this morning when I was reading it, reading it again, I just thought, boy, this sounds so familiar, this story. And when I just thought Jehoshaphat, he was such a godly king. And I love his heart. When a problem comes, you seek the Lord. And so here we find Jehoshaphat sets the people praying. He encourages them to pray. And now he prays. And so when we look at Jehoshaphat, I want you to notice his prayer because I'm sure many of us have been in situations like this. And so I just wonder if there may be lessons we can learn here this morning from Jehoshaphat's prayer. Notice, if you read earlier in the chapter, in verse 6, as Jehoshaphat prayed, first of all, he expresses his confidence in God. That's how he begins to pray. He doesn't say, oh Lord, poor us, poor me. Look what's happening to us. It's so unfair, it's unjust. No. When Jehoshaphat began to pray, we're told he sought the Lord and then he just expressed his confidence in God. Oh Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms and nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Boy, what a prayer. <laughs> what, what a way to begin a prayer. When you're at your lowest and you just feel so empty, so weak, so helpless, everything's out of control. And then we come to prayer, and suddenly the prayer is not about poor Jehoshaphat and Judah. And about how large the enemy are. No. The first port of call for Jehoshaphat is, Lord, you are the God and Lord of all. You are the mighty God. You rule the kingdoms of nations. Lord, you allow kingdoms to rise and kingdoms to fall. Lord, you are sovereign. You know what's going on. And therefore, Lord, as we seek you, we also, Lord, place our whole confidence and trust in you. That was the prayer of Jehoshaphat. But then he goes on in prayer. He doesn't just express his confidence in God. He also remembers past victories. Verse 7. How God had driven out the inhabitants of the land to give them a possession. God's done this before. And here Jehoshaphat in prayer, he remembers how, Lord, we were under threat before, but you brought us victory. We will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. I love that. Here's Jehoshaphat. Yes, he's remembering the past victories. He's remembering the promise 
the promises of Abraham. For yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't it lovely to know that Jesus is the same? And as Jehoshaphat prays with his confidence in God, and as he remembers past victories, and now he pleads the very promises of God. Lord, you've promised that you would be with us always. That you would bless this place that honours your name. You've promised, Lord, that those who honour you, you will honour. Lord, you've promised that when two or more are gathered in your presence, that you'll be with us. And here Jehoshaphat, he pleads the promises of God. There in the island of Lewis, just before the revivals came, there was a young man stood up in the prayer meeting and he basically said, Lord, honour your promise. <laughs> honour your promises. Those with clean hands and a pure heart can ascend the hill of the Lord. And he said, Lord, are my hands pure? Is my heart, are my hands clean, my heart pure? Lord, please, by the, the honour of your own name, you've promised that you will pour floods upon dry ground. Lord, you've promised that where there is such dryness, you will, you will pour floods and floods. Lord, we're dry. Our resources have been drained. What about your promise? Now, that's how the old timers used to pray. They never just prayed about their own dreams and hopes and desires and aspirations. No, they used to pray what God had promised. And here Jehoshaphat does the same. He said, Lord, this is what you say in your word. This is a promise you've made. Therefore, please answer your promises. What a prayer. And as he pleads the promises of God, he doesn't finish there. Because Jehoshaphat is very honest in prayer. As he closes his prayer, he confesses his own heart condition. We have no strength to face the issue. Lord, the problem that we're going through right now, Lord, there's no solution here. And I don't have it. And, and here's Jehoshaphat, and I don't know what to do. And you know, there are times in our lives and even in the life of the church where we just plead with the Lord, Lord, we don't know what to do. And I have to say, that's been my own heart for, for this season <laughs> over mission plans and churches and buildings and all these things and the politics of the church, which I just, oh, I've got no heart for. And I have to say, I often feel like Jehoshaphat Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm so glad Jehoshaphat prayed like that. I'm glad we're not alone <laughs> when we come to a place like that. Yes, we can have our confidence in the Lord. We can, yes, remember the past victories, how God has been so faithful. And yes, pray, Lord, you have been so faithful.
and plead, yes, the promises of God. But also, yes, confess. Bring your, your true heart to the Lord. Lord, I've mucked up. I've messed. I've sinned. I've fallen short of the glory of God. And Lord, I don't know what to do. So we have a problem. But oh, there's a plan. Prayer. But now I want you to notice an answer came. They received assurance of God's goodness and mercy. I, that's odd, you know, that, that's the greatest blessing in this prayer here. God didn't just say, okay then, oh, you useless lot, you can't do anything for yourselves. You know, the Lord didn't say that to Judah. He didn't say, oh, trust you, look, can't you get anything right? I've told you. If you humble yourselves and if you seek my face and if you pray and if you, if you do what's right and if you live for me and put me first. You know, the Lord didn't come with a rebuke. He didn't say, look, it's your own fault. <laughs> the reason the church is in such a mess, it's, it's all your own fault. God doesn't do that. He is. He comes and he reassures them of his mercy and his goodness because it's not about them it's about him what a beautiful answer don't be afraid don't be dismayed don't worry about the problem don't fix your eyes on that problem don't get caught up in that for this is not your battle You're not going to be able to sort this battle out in your strength. Not even with your holiness. Not even with your good works. And not even with your tithing. And your, all these things are great. But the Lord say, says, oh, this is not your battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. And you know, so often in our own lives, yes, we know battles, don't we? We battle with Satan and sin. We battle with ourselves. And I think there are times where the Lord has to keep reminding us. You can't battle Satan. And you can't battle sin. The battle belongs to the Lord. I'm the one who will sort Satan out. I'm the one who will sort your sins out. You just bring them before me. You confess them. I'll sort this out. You can't sort your own sins out. You can't sort your own mess out. You can't sort your own problems out. That's what it means to put your trust in the Lord. That's what it means to live for Christ. It's where he lives in you by the power of his spirit. When you put your trust in the Lord, we are given his spirit in order to live the Christian life. You don't go to the Lord and just say, Lord, I want to follow you now. I want to become a Christian. And then go away and read your Bible and try and act like Jesus. That's not the Christian. The Christian is not someone who has decided to follow Jesus and now tries to live and be like Jesus. That is not a Christian. 
The Bible is clear that the Christian is a new creation. They're a brand new person. Their sinful hearts have been transformed into new hearts. A Christian is someone who's got a brand new heart. Yes, we still sin. We still blunder. We still mess up. But a Christian is someone who's been given a brand new heart. And they've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit who now begins to live in them and through them. And that heart begins to transform the rest of their lives. The sins that we used to think nothing about, suddenly we're not sure about. Once we thought nothing about things we did, but now our hearts begin to trouble us. We now question, should I really be doing this? Should I be living in this way? Should I be acting like this? Should I be thinking like this? Should I be holding these grudges? And should I be... And suddenly our hearts now begin to be shaken. We start questioning about who we are. And the Holy Spirit begins to change us. Suddenly our desires change. Things that we used to... were so important suddenly aren't as important. As many of you know, my dreams... My life was to be, to, was to have my own dance band, to appear on Robbie Shepherd's program, Take the Floor. That was my dreams, to have a band and to, oh. See, when I came to know the Lord, when the Lord changed my heart, I, <laughs> I can't explain it, but... Suddenly, as the months went on, I wanted to be a minister. If you had spoken to me a year before that, I would have said, get a life. <laughs> get a life. A minister? No way. But you know the Lord, when he touches our life, he changes our desires. My dreams meant really nothing in comparison to knowing Jesus now. My whole life had changed. I wanted to know Jesus more. I had known forgiveness. I knew that my sins were forgiven. I, I felt so clean. I felt so happy. I felt brand new as a Christian. And yes, as the days and months went on, yes, there were days I, I began to feel rotten again. <laughs> but not because of anything but the things that I was doing. It was more about me. Every time I blundered, every time I made a mistake, every time I just thought I'd messed up, I was, I was more sick about it because I, I felt upset for the Lord. And I would be in prayer crying, Lord, I'm sorry. I really want to love you and I want to be faithful. And Lord, I, I got so angry with that person or, or Lord, I thought these horrible things about these people or whatever. And you know, I became troubled the way I was living. And so, yes, I, I, I knew my heart had been changed. And I know deep down, I still mess up big time. But I know deep down, I want to be like Jesus. I want his life flowing through me. I want the world to see Jesus in me. I don't want anyone to see Scott Cameron. Scott Cameron has got warts and everything. 
I want the world to see Jesus. And that's what the Christian is. They are supposed to reflect Christ in them. It's the life of Christ that should shine out. That's what should draw people to the High Kirk. It's because the church are a reflection of Christ himself. The presence of Christ in this place should shine out where people can see Jesus. They can see someone who cares, someone who has compassion, someone who has such love, who has such mercy and grace. Boy, if they, if they just see me, they may not see forgiveness and mercy and compassion. But oh, see, when you see Christ, and so here, Jehoshaphat, oh, as he prayed, God gave an answer. He assured them of his mercy, of his goodness, of who he is. And he said, this battle is mine. And then Jehoshaphat, they received then direction from God. And they were told, Face your problem honestly. Don't run from it and don't ignore it. The situation is so overwhelming. There's nothing we can do. But the Lord says, no, you stand. Face this problem, but stand. Just stand and watch what I do. Set yourself on God's promises. Set yourself to prayer. Just stand on the promises. Don't just sit in the premises. Stand on the promises. Believe it or not, the Lord can do this on his own without us. <laughs> and more often than not, actually, we, we can get in the way. <laughs> but today, can I encourage you to set your heart upon the Lord? Seek the Lord. And as God brought a wonderful answer, they received deliverance from the Lord. The Lord delivered them as they sought his face so earnestly. But notice now the response. See when the Lord just, oh, as he responded to them, now they were willing to just get their hearts right with the Lord. They were willing to do anything for the Lord. The, and what do they do? They worshipped. Their, their response to God's answer was to worship. They were just overwhelmed with the Lord and were told they just worshipped. They prostrated themselves before God in total trust. And as they worshipped, oh boy, did they sing. They sang. They carried a song of victorious hope in their hearts. They just knew, Lord, <laughs> this battle belongs to you. I'm going to start singing. I'm going to start praying and I'm going to stand still. And then the Lord told them, now it's time to march. And you know, as they walked with the Lord, they walked with such confidence in the Lord. They knew who they were marching for. And as they marched into the heat of the battle, suddenly they noticed that <laughs> they didn't need to do anything. God had already defeated the enemy. Why or what happened? 
they had a fight between themselves. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They started arguing with each other. The enemy were arguing with each other. And they fought each other, and they fought each other. And the whole problem was killed over their own fighting with each other. And so when Judah came marching in, they just thought, wow, <laughs> the problem's solved. <laughs> God's done it. Well, this morning, I wasn't sure what I was going to be sharing this morning. I, I, my heart was so heavy just knowing what's going to be facing us, the problems that could face us and all the decisions. And I just was so grateful that the Word of God always has something to say. And so today, can I encourage you as a church to look up, place your confidence in the Lord, and pray, and pray, and pray, and stand still, rest in his presence. And I'm not just talking about the problems we're facing here as a church and the problems that the Church of Scotland are facing right now. I'm also referring to your problems, the problems that you have personally. Will you place your trust in the Lord? Will you seek the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might? Will you go after him? Place your confidence in him and stand on his promises. Knowing that God's presence will be with us and knowing that God is going to have his ultimate victory. We know that. And so this morning, let's just join our hearts and as we pray together, let's seek him. Let us pray together. We come another time into your presence through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are so thankful that he who knew no sin humbled himself and carried the cross for our sin. Love so amazing. Love so amazing. Thank you that we are free to meet and worship you. Do help us to live righteously and be witnesses for you. We pray for those who are unable to be with us today, that they will be touched by your love and be aware of your presence with them. Remember especially this morning those in our church who have been recently bereaved. Oh Father, may they know you care. Do grant them your peace. We have seen so many broken hearts and such sadness in recent days. May the words spoken, word spoken help to bring comfort and do help those affected by such tragic loss to turn to you and find new hope. Father, we long to see your Holy Spirit move in revival in our community. May your church be a place where people in the despair find love and compassion. And let them also encounter the living Lord Jesus. The community just desperately needs you. And so we ask that the decisions that are made regarding buildings and resources be the right ones. And will serve to advance 
the mission of your church. As the psalmist says, we trust in the living God. We pray for our young people. Give them a real desire to follow you. May they know your strength to be faithful and to stand firm for you. Bless those who are waiting exam results and making important choices for their future. Once more, we hold the situation in Ukraine before you. O oh Lord, out of chaos and that tragedy, do bring goodness. Frustrate those with evil intentions and greed, and do bring peace. Bless God as he preaches your word today. Fill him afresh with your Holy Spirit, and cause us all to hear you speak. O oh Lord, make us a praying people who will see your will done on earth as it is in heaven. We commit to you the tithes and offerings given today. May they be used wisely for your kingdom. Father, in your mercy, hear the cries of our hearts as we ask God in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let's sing in our closing hymn, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. And we stand to sing.
And so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship, comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Thank you.